Hello, hello, and welcome again to This Remote Life. I'm Irene, your host, and this is another episode where we interview an entrepreneur, solopreneur, freelancer, someone who is living this remote life. Welcome to This Remote Life. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a bit about what you do? Sure. So my name is Heather O'Connor, and I own and established, I'm an attorney, but I established a family and divorce custody, divorce and custody law firm um, based out of Massachusetts. So we opened our doors in 2016. So we just celebrated our seventh anniversary. All right. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. So we've grown from, I started on my own to now we have 18 employees who work here. Wow. So we've seen a lot of growth over the last couple of years. Um, We have really, really big goals and I don't know what you want to know. So I'm an open book. (laughs) Cool. That's good. Well, uh, how did you manage this kind of growth. I mean, it's not an easy feat, is it? No. And, you know, some of it, I think, so my background, I got into family law for a specific reason. And that's because I went through a divorce myself um, almost 20 years ago now. (laughs) But my kids, I had three kids, or I still have three kids. I also have the addition of two growing kids at this point. But um, my kids at that point were all under the age of six, and I had nothing more than a high school diploma. But what I saw through my divorce process is a lot of injustice, one, within the system, which unfortunately is still there. And two, I saw a lack of, I want to call it empathy, although it's a little bit more than that, um, Mm -hmm. within the legal representation of how they handle somebody going through a divorce. And I thought, you know what? I want to change this. I want to make this process better. I want to make it easier. And I don't want to say easier because divorce is never easy, but more more of, um, I can't think of a better word than easy right now, but a, a more secure process for people where they don't feel like they're just getting a legal result. They're also getting a process that really helps put them on the path to create a better future. And that was, you know, I went back to community college, then I did an undergrad, then I went to law school. And then I built, you know, my own career before starting the firm. And that was always my vision is to create a better process for people when they're going through the difficult times that you go through when you're dealing with family law. So I think and that was a long way to get back to your question of how we how we've been able to develop that type of growth is i've held very firm to my vision of where i want to be and i've shared that i've shared you know my struggles with everything i've shared my journey and we've had people who have followed us and you know presented word of mouth where we're relatable you know we're real we're not just some lawyer sitting in an office, yeah. you know, that has an ego. <laughs> we're we're real people who are doing a real thing and we have a very strong vision of where we're going. And for, fortunately for us, you know, people have really accepted that, joined it and been extremely supportive. Yeah. Well, 
from my experience, and I, I'm sure you will agree, but I'm going to ask anyway, uh, when you are real, when you are open, and when you are honest about your own experience and why you do what you do, it seems that, you know, you people can relate to you and people can appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And it's, and this is, it's a funny thing because you say the word sales and people get very offended. Oh, I don't, I'm not in sales. I'm not, I don't sell things. You don't have to sell things if you're being real and you truly believe in what you're doing. You know, I believe life is kind of a sales process when you're doing it right. You know, you're, you're trying to carry out something that internally is important to you and you take steps every step of the way to make that happen. And I think when you do that, you you don't have to actively sell. You you're just promoting something you believe in and and people feel that. Yeah, they can relate and they can I mean, I think people can see, you know, what's real and what's not. Today. 100%. Yeah. I want to go back to what you said, the the injustice in the justice system. You said that it's still here. So from your experience, not many things have changed. I think some things have changed, but there's still a lot of times money wins. You know, it's the person who has enough money to get to the end of the case. And I've had cases where we've been able to come out and get really great results. But if we had to give up halfway, you know, during the process, they wouldn't have been able to achieve those results. So I think the system itself is extremely inefficient. You know, when somebody's going through something like a divorce or a custody issue or anything that stems from that, time is so key. You know, kids are only little for a small period of time. And when you spend an exorbitant amount of time within the legal system, it just puts your life on hold. It puts you in an emotionally bad place. So all of that is still happening. And the pandemic, unfortunately, made it even worse than it was before, mm-hmm. where, um, you know, I had a case, it was a two and a half year marriage, and it took us five years to get them actually divorced. Wow. So that that's that is injustice. You know, that's that should never happen. Do you think it's because of the system as it is? Or, I mean, what is the reason behind all that? I know courts are backlogged, but five years to get a divorce, that's a bit too much. Yeah, I agree. And if I had an answer, I'm <laughs> sure I wouldn't be practicing the same way I am today. <laughs> yeah. I my, One of my goals is to figure out how to help fix the system. Unfortunately, you know, you can come up with a way to fix one area, but then, you know, it leaves another area open or you can see a way that doing it that way can then also be abused. So I don't really have the answer yet. I'm working on it, but um, I wish the court would crack down more on making people follow a certain timeline. And they unfortunately, they don't. You can play games in the system if you want to. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ouch. That is that that is a tough pickle for sure. Um, going back to what you said about the pandemic, how did it affect your business apart from, you know, having procedures being stalled and everything? Did you practice remotely? I mean, I, I've seen videos of court being held on Zoom. Did you yeah, have the, the, cat, the cat head attorney? Have you seen that one? <laughs> That's my favorite. 
Um, yeah. So prior to the pandemic, I've, I've had this goal for a number of years where I wanted to get people working virtually. And uh -huh. I also want to, and we haven't established this, but this is my goal, you know, within the next year is to get everyone down to a four day work week. Oh, right. To, to be able to work virtually required our clients understanding virtual work. And prior to the pandemic, a lot of times, even just saying, hey, let's just meet over the phone. The client was very against that. They wanted to sit down face to face. Yeah. They wanted to, you know, talk with you, see you, hear you, you know, feel your presence. And I completely understand that. But prior to the pandemic, that is what anytime I tried to assert, you know, doing something virtually, it was like I had 17 heads, you know, I was trying to change the system. Uh -huh. And but we had everything. So we were very fortunate where um, because of the goal that I want, I wanted to be able to provide flexible schedules for moms with little kids for, you know, people that just want a good work life balance. Um, we had systems set up that allowed for virtual work and for flex schedules. So we had, you know, our VPN set up. So all our client files were already on there. We were kept very confidential. Um, we had a lot of the Zoom stuff already set up. Um, now, I had no idea the pandemic was coming. It was just, again, you know, how I wanted to see things happen. So the pandemic made that normal, and now clients accept it. And as long as the clients are okay with, you know, meeting via Zoom and being on the phone, I found that working, the majority of our legal staff, you know, we still have some people that have to report to a hard office, but the majority of our legal staff work virtually and it works, you know, productivity is up. They, they're able to do more with their family. You know, they're able yeah. to get their work done. And my motto is as long as you're getting, I, I don't know if you can swear in here, I'll try not to, as long as you're getting your, <laughs> your stuff done, you know, I don't care when or how, or, you know, how you get it done, just get it done unless it's a court appearance or something that, you know, you have to be at. Yeah. And that's really, really worked for us. So we saw productivity up. Um, the business side of the pandemic was very interesting because it was almost like a roller coaster. It seemed like we kept getting waves of different issues where divorce went away for quite a while because nobody had anywhere to go. <laughs> but what we saw is as soon as the pandemic hit, there were all sorts of custody issues because parents didn't want to send their children to the other parent's house. So they wouldn't send them. And then the other parent wanted to see their child and were upset that they weren't getting their child. So there was this wave of custody. And then there was a wave of restraining orders where, you know, they were kept in a small house. And if they already had issues, those issues, you know, multiplied yeah. by tenfold. So then we had a wave of restraining order issues that would come in. And then we had, you know, eventually got back to everybody was like, all right, pandemic's almost over. We're getting a divorce. And um, yeah, we've we've been extremely busy. Yeah, I think after the pandemic, there there was, <laughs> I mean, not not as a I'm not a lawyer, but you know, everything around me was very, very indicative of the divorce rates. So I get it. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing a meme, which was hilarious. It was barbers and and divorce lawyers were like hiding behind a tree, just waiting. 
<laughs> but it was so true. <laughs> exactly. It was it was so realistic because it was it was what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um going back to what you said about the four-day week, which I'm a huge proponent of. How do you see that happening? How do you uh what do you think are the challenges right now to get there? I think the challenges for us is kind of a clientele base and the court system. You know, the court system works five days a week. So they don't shut down people's problems don't fall within four days. So I think it's a matter of we're getting to the point where we're big enough now, where with trying to do that, we have enough flexibility to, you know, have some people dedicate their schedule from Monday through Thursday, have other people dedicate their schedule, you know, Tuesday to Friday. Um, It might be that sometimes if somebody gets court, it might need to change. It's definitely a policy in the making because you want to do it in a way that's fair, that isn't going to, you know, screw our clients over or get anyone in trouble ethically with representation. But I do believe, you know, if, if people are efficient with their time, they can get everything done in four days that otherwise it could take them five days to do. I agree. And I think there are many studies that show that productivity is higher. So for sure, I think it's, do you think that the the general business world, the corporate world can gear towards that? Or do you think we still have, you know, a lot of time and a lot of waiting? I think we probably have some waiting to do because you know, corporate America is greedy. They don't want to shut down for a day, but I think there's ways to be able to do it where the profits can still be high enough where it's not hurting a business per se, but encouraging employees. And I think at the end of the day, if it's done correctly, at least this is what I'm hoping, you know, is that a business can actually be more profitable by incorporating something that gives... Two-day weekends stink. You know, three-day weekends are where it's at. Being able to have three days to decompose, you know, to be able to relax, to get everything else done that you didn't get done while you're working. I think when that becomes normal, very similar to the pandemic, you know, with virtual work, when that becomes what people actually can see the benefit to and it becomes normal, then I think we're going to see that everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let, let's hope we we won't have another pandemic for that. No, I'm hoping it's not a <laughs> pandemic that brings it on. I think I'm hoping it's just people see people enacting it and hearing, yeah. how great it is, you know, because nobody wants to be the first ones. And I know there's companies out there that are doing it. I don't know. I personally don't know of any law firms that are doing it who I can get ideas from. I'm sure that I'm sure there's got to be people out there. It's a matter of finding them. Yeah, but then again, I mean, for the legal profession, there's the court system, like you said, so it's going to take more time. But still, I'm I'm very happy that you're optimistic. Uh, <laughs> with everything that you have, with everything that you do, how do you keep your balance? Work- oh, I'm a workaholic. I really have no balance. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, I think... I believe very strongly in vacations. For me, I need to go away, especially because now a lot of times I have a home office, so I work out of my mm-hmm. house. Now, it used to be if you were home, you weren't working. Once you put your home office in your yeah. house, I'm called to it all the time. You know, I'd much rather be working than sitting watching television. So for me, I actually have to go on vacation in order to not work. 
And so I take a lot of vacations, you know, me, my husband and our kids, you know, go away quite frequently. And that is really important to me. And I think it helps keep family law is very high stress. You know, there's a lot of drama involved, not only that, but on the business side, there's so much to it that I didn't even know was part of a business when I first started the firm. And that can be very stressful. So I think it's important for people to take the time and not work. You know, I I don't think working vacations are a good thing. I think if you go on vacation, you put down the phone, you put down the laptop, you have somebody there to be able to take over your responsibility so you can just be you. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So how frequently do you go on vacation? Probably about once a month. <laughs> All right, that works. That's awesome. <laughs> so... I mean, it's not always huge vacations, you know, it might be like a four or five day vacation rather than like a week. Um, That's more than enough. Yeah, I recently just took two weeks off, which is probably the longest I've ever taken off from work because my daughter had a baby. So I I went out and I visited her husband and my first grandson, you know, for a couple of days before um, the new baby was born. And then I was there for almost two weeks after. So um, I don't know if I'd call that a vacation, but it was, I didn't work. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But still, it was, it was personal time and that, that helps for sure. Right. Well, it's, it's being able to take your focus off of yeah. the, the daily grind and just be, be in life, you know, not just a, not just a passerby. And it's different for everyone, you know. Exactly. So we just need to find what works for, you know, us. So that's awesome. Uh, so Okay, so you don't practice any, I don't know, yoga, meditation, something to keep you centered? Um, I try to do yoga. <laughs> but it's not your wasn't The pandemic wasn't nice to me where I did put on like about that that horrible like 20 to 30 pounds. We all do. <laughs> we all do. But, so I should be doing more than I do, but no, unfortunately I don't. No, but it's cool. Again, it's, it's, you know, it's what works for you. For some people, it works for others. It doesn't. So as long as you can find what works for you, that's awesome. Um, You said that you're in Massachusetts. Are you in Boston? Are you, where are you? So we have two, two locations. Our main headquarters is in Westboro, Massachusetts, which is right near, like it's, it's in between. uh, It's, it's right close to Worcester. And that's usually people, people, um, understand where Worcester is. And then our other location is in Hanover, which is on the South shore of Massachusetts, which is like halfway between Boston and Plymouth. But because Massachusetts is so small, we practice in almost every county, even though um, we only have the two hard office locations. We actually have a third location coming in Framingham, which is a little closer to Boston. Okay, cool. And are you taking on your clients right now? Um, yeah, we are. We're actually, we just hired a new attorney. Um, she's been attorney for quite a while. She was running her own practice and wants the the team aspect. So mm-hmm. she's starting next week. And then we, if all goes according to plan, we have another new attorney, um, new to us. You know, we try to hire yeah. people with experience, but a new attorney starting at the beginning of August. Um, we actually had to shut down all our marketing, uh, all our paid marketing because, um, we we weren't able to keep up with the influx, but we are accepting new cases again because we have new people coming on. <laughs> That's a good problem to have. 
it's definitely it's a stressful problem, but a, but a good problem. I'd rather have it that way than the other way. Yeah, for sure. So how can someone get in touch with you? How can how can someone find you? Sure. So um, our website is familylawma.com. Um, all one word, no periods except for the dot com. Mm-hmm. We're on social media. So either you can go to the website and you can leave an inquiry. You can call our office at 774-314-4725. Or you can join any of our social medias. I have a TikTok. Um, you know, oh, that's right. been pretty fun. So all our social media is under O'Connor Family Law, all one word. So cool. feel free to join that. We just did um, a big giveaway on July 4th. I think I gave away $1,100. Oh, right. oh, okay. Well, we missed that one, but I'm sure I'm sure many people will make sure to follow you for the next one. And uh, yeah, I'll link everything to the description of the episode. Heather, thank you so much for making the time. It was a pleasure meeting you and speaking with you. Thank you so much. Yeah, so you much. as well. Thank you for having me. Of course.